Good evening, everyone, and happy Tuesday. For those of you who like to play, we present Ether Game, WFIU's weekly music trivia show. I'm your host, Mark Chilla. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. Hope you've been having a nice Independence Day so far. Maybe right now you're celebrating the 4th by driving in your car on the way to catch a fireworks show. And if so, well, then the Ether Game Brain Trust has just the show for you. It's an incendiary hour of music coming up, a show all about fireworks. So here's how to play the game. Tonight's show is a silent episode, which means we're not taking any calls. I know, I know, you're literally bursting with excitement to call in, but it's a holiday for us, too, after all. So please save that explosive energy for next week and just play along at home. We'll have nine rounds of musical fun and frustration just ahead. Each round has a helpful hint and a bonus trivia question for those seeking an extra challenge. Let's see if you can figure out what it is. Round number eight, as always, will be an especially difficult selection, the dreaded Super Stumper. You may want this round to go down in flames, but there's no hint this round. Now, without further ado, let's light things up with our first explosive selection. Round number one of our fireworks show tonight your hint for this first round. Never invade Russia in winter. Never invade Russia in winter. And for your bonus question, this work commemorates a specific battle in which the Russian army fought. Whose army were they fighting? This work commemorates a specific battle in which the Russian army fought. Whose army were they fighting? Remember, no calls tonight but see if you can guess this work. Good luck.
the 1812 Overture by Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky. That was the Israel Philharmonic Orchestra performing, led by Leonard Bernstein. The excitement of Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture makes it easy to forget the human cost of the event it commemorates. In 1812, the French and Russians fought at the Battle of Borodino, the Russian army's desperate attempt to halt Napoleon's advance into Russia. Now, contrary to Tchaikovsky's musical narrative, nobody really won, and the battle ended in crippling casualties and retreat on both sides. It's hardly surprising that the triumphant depiction of the battle in Tchaikovsky's work has appealed to more people's taste. After regrouping, Napoleon's weakened Grande Armée expected to easily capture Moscow and use it for shelter. The Russians, however, had abandoned and largely burned down their own city, opting to let the brutal northern winter finish off their opponents instead. Despite the French and Russian connections in this work, the overture has become ubiquitous in American Fourth of July celebrations. And that probably has to do with its festive nature in general, and the cannon shots at the end, which offer a perfect opportunity for hopefully coordinated blasts of fireworks. On to round number two, fireworks is our theme tonight. Again, we're not taking any calls this evening, but we still have a hint and a bonus question. Your hint? More musical pyrotechnics. And for your bonus, what song is musically referenced at the end of this piece? Again, no calls, but see if you can figure it out. Good luck.
d'artifice, or fireworks, one of the preludes from the second book of preludes by Claude Debussy. That was pianist George Bolette performing. Debussy's piano preludes offer a wide variety of moods for performers to interpret, from the sunken cathedral to the girl with the flaxen hair to the dance of Puck. However, Debussy added the titles almost as an afterthought, writing them at the end of each piece rather than at the beginning. He wanted performers to approach the works without preconceptions suggested by the title. Fireworks is an impressionistic musical picture with blurry showers of sparks and sparkling explosions of sound. The fireworks that Debussy had in mind were not those of the 4th of July variety, but rather the 14th of July, that is, those of the Bastille Day festivities that take place in France on July 14th. For this French celebration, the composer inserted a very subtle quote of La Marseillaise at the end of this movement. On to our third round for the evening. Fireworks is the theme tonight in honor of the 4th of July. And your hint for round number three, hot jazz for a hot summer night. Hot jazz for a hot summer night. And for your bonus question, what city was this song recorded in? What city was this song recorded in? Again, we're not taking calls tonight, but see if you know the piece. Good luck. Thank you. 
song called Fireworks from Louis Armstrong and his Hot Five. Clarence and Spencer Williams wrote that tune. From 1925 to 1928, Louis Armstrong participated in a series of recording sessions known as the Hot Five and Hot Seven Sessions. Released on the OK record label and mostly recorded in Chicago, Illinois, jazz historians now consider the resulting recordings to have been very influential on the kind of jazz that came after. One of the songs to emerge from the Hot Five and Hot Seven sessions, Heebie Jeebies, includes what is now thought to be among the first recorded performances of scat singing. Numerous musicians participated in these sessions, including clarinetist Johnny Dodds, drummer Warren Dodds, and pianist Earl Hines. The tunes from these sessions had lots of colorful names, too, like Gut Bucket Blues, Potato Head Blues, Big Fat Ma and Skinny Pa, and Jazz Lips. Now, the name Fireworks sounds kind of tame by comparison, but the jazz on the tune Fireworks was hot enough for the 4th of July. On to round number four, Fireworks is our theme tonight in honor of the 4th of July, and your hint for this fourth round. Lighting up Westminster. Lighting up Westminster. And for your bonus question, this music was commissioned to celebrate the signing of a treaty to end a war. Can you name that war? This music was commissioned to celebrate the signing of a treaty to end a war. What's the name of that war? So play along at home. Don't call us tonight. We're on vacation. Good luck.
music for the royal fireworks. We heard La Paix and La Réjouissance, Peace and Rejoicing from Music for the Royal Fireworks by George Frederick Handel. That was the Orpheus Chamber Orchestra performing. Like much of Handel's music, royal fireworks music is the result of Handel's relationship with King George I of England. It was commissioned to celebrate the Treaty of Aix-la-Chapelle, which ended the War of Austrian Succession in 1748. On April 27, 1749, a huge crowd assembled for a grand celebration in Green Park. There, a fireworks display of colossal proportions had been promised. The famous Italian stage designer and pyrotechnician Giovanni Servandoni was brought in for the occasion. He erected a huge triumphal arch and prepared all the rockets and missiles. Handel composed the royal fireworks music. And, as often happens on these occasions, the weather had a mind of its own. A steady downpour put a damper on the festivities. Only a fraction of the fireworks actually went off as planned, and the scaffolding itself even wound up catching fire. Let's take a short break. You're listening to WFIU Bloomington, bringing you musical fun and frustration on Tuesday nights since 1971. Production support for EtherGame comes from listeners just like you. Don't forget to check out the EtherGame website, wfiu.org slash ethergame, where you can hear a teaser for next week's show on our weekly three-minute music quiz podcast. Also on our website, you can browse playlists from this and all of our games, Connect to us on Facebook or Twitter, or just let us know how we're doing. I'm Mark Chilla, and you're listening to Ether Game, WFIU's weekly music trivia show. Hey, welcome back to Ether Game. Fireworks is our theme tonight in honor of the 4th of July, and we're moving on to round number five. Here's your hint for this round. This is just his first fiery opus. This is only his first fiery opus. That's your hint. And for your bonus question, this music was written as a surprise for another composer. Can you name that other composer? This music was written as a surprise for another composer. Name that other composer. Again, we're not taking calls tonight. Our regular phone answerers are on vacation for Independence Day, but please play along at home. Good luck.
called Fireworks by Igor Stravinsky. That was the Columbia Symphony Orchestra performing, led by the composer himself. In 1908, the young Stravinsky composed this festive work as a gift for the composer Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov on the occasion of his daughter's wedding. Unfortunately, Rimsky-Korsakov died before he could hear it. Despite this setback, Stravinsky's work was not in vain. When Fireworks received its premiere in 1909, the impresario Sergei Diaghilev was in the audience. And Diaghilev was so impressed by Stravinsky's music that he hired the young composer to work with his newly formed Ballet Russe. Their first collaboration, the ballet Firebird, premiered in 1910 and possesses the same kind of bright, colorful orchestrations as Fireworks. Diaghilev and Stravinsky would go on to collaborate on many more trailblazing ballets, including Petrushka and The Rite of Spring. Moving on to our sixth round for the evening of our fireworks show, and your hint for round number six. Seduced by Bacchus. Seduced by Bacchus. And for your bonus question, this opera satirically combines opera seria with what Italian theater tradition? This opera satirically combines opera seria with what Italian theater tradition? Again, no calls this evening. Just do your best to figure it out on your own. Good luck.
the aria Eskipt ein Reich from the opera Ariadne auf Naxos by Richard Strauss. That was soprano Jesse Norman performing along with the Gewandhaus Orchestra in Leipzig, led by Kurt Mazur. Fireworks play a central role in the plot of Strauss's light-hearted opera Ariadne auf Naxos, despite never actually being seen on stage. The opera revolves around a dinner party, where an opera company and a commedia dell'arte group are each set to perform after dinner. Now, dinner has run a little long, though, and the hosts don't want to delay the ever-important fireworks display, which was set to start at 9 o'clock on the dot. So both productions, the opera and the commedia production, are forced to perform their shows at the same time. The opera company performs their serious opera within the opera called, appropriately, Ariadna auf Naxos. It's based on the myth of Ariadna, who falls in love with the god of wine, Bacchus, after being abandoned on the island of Naxos by Theseus, the Minotaur slayer. Interspersed into this serious tale is the Commedia dell'arte troupe, who inserts their own love story into the proceedings. The result is a delightful juxtaposition of the low-brow slapstick comedy of Commedia dell'arte with the traditional highbrow opera of opera seria. On to round number seven, Fireworks is our theme tonight, and your hint for this round. Best enjoyed with a glass of wine. Best enjoyed with a glass of wine. And for your bonus question, this work was written for the celebration of what duke? This work was written for the celebration of what duke? See if you can figure out this one at home. Good luck.
Music by Jean-Philippe Rameau. That was the overture to the opera A Cante Cefis. A Cante Cefis. That was the ensemble Les Talents Lyriques, led by conductor Christophe Rousset. Lots of supernatural elements are involved in the Rameau opera A Cante et Cefis. Based on somewhat Middle Eastern mythology, the opera is about a genie who gives the power of telepathy to two lovers so they can sense each other's presence when they're away from each other. The connection to fireworks, however, actually has to do with the opera's premiere. The work was written for the celebration of the birth of Louis, the Duke of Burgundy, an heir to Louis XV. Sadly, though, Louis, the Duke of Burgundy, died about ten years later, before ever ascending to the throne. The overture to A Cante et Cefis had nothing to do with the plot of the opera, but had everything to do with the celebration of the Duke of Burgundy. The overture is in three sections, labeled The Nation's Good Wishes, Fireworks, and Fanfare. Rameau included cannon fire in the score during the fireworks section. This cannon fire was also likely accompanied by some physical pyrotechnics at the event as well. And on to round number eight of our fireworks episode tonight for the 4th of July. And here it is, folks. It's our dreaded super stumper round. No hints this round. Just do your best to name this especially difficult composer. And again, we're not taking any calls, but I think maybe one of you out there can figure out our stumper. Good luck.
Music by Oliver Nussin. That was a work called Flourish with Fireworks, the London Sinfonietta performing led by conductor Oliver Nussin. Ollie Nussin has been one of the more prominent British composers of the last 40 years, writing everything from symphonies to chamber works to even children's operas. His 1988 orchestral piece Flourish with Fireworks was an homage to Stravinsky's work Fireworks, which we heard in round number five. It was written for the occasion of Michael Tilson Thomas taking over as the conductor of the London Symphony Orchestra. The LSO had a special place in Nussin's past. His father played double bass in the orchestra for years. Nussin even included a musical cryptogram in this work. He added the solfege versions of the initials LSO for London Symphony Orchestra and MTT for Michael Tilson Thomas into the notes of the work. And on to our final round for the evening, fireworks. That's our theme tonight in honor of the 4th of July and your hint for round number nine, a British expat, a British expat. And for your bonus, can you name the 1986 album that this song is from? Can you name the 1986 album that this song is from? Again, no calls this game but good luck with our final round. We play these parlor games. We play it make-believe. When we get to the part where I say that I'm gonna leave. Everybody loves a happy ending, but we don't even try. We go straight past pretending to the part where everybody loves to cry. Indoor fireworks can still burn your fingers. Indoor fireworks, we swore we're safe as houses. They're not. So spectacular they don't burn up in the sky But they can dazzle all the light I'll bring a tear when the smoke gets in your eye You were the spice of life The chin in my mood Though the sparks would fly, thought our love was fireproof. Sometimes we'd fight in public, darling, with very little cause. But different kinds of sparks would fly when we got on our own behind closed doors. Indoor fireworks can still burn your fingers. Indoor fireworks, we saw were safe as houses. They're not so spectacular, they don't burn up in the sky. They can dazzle all the light. 
Indoor Fireworks, a song by Elvis Costello. If you're staying indoors on this 4th of July and not enjoying the outdoor fireworks, well then, this is the song for you. In this touching song, Costello uses indoor fireworks as an elaborate metaphor for a love affair that is burned out. It's a lovely example of Costello's thoughtful lyrics, songwriting skill, and compelling voice. It comes from his 1986 album, King of America, an album that featured Costello bearing an elaborate crown on the cover. Produced by American producer T-Bone Burnett, it was Elvis Costello's first album without his backing band, The Attractions. It also seemed like a way for Elvis Costello to escape his nom de plume. He's credited as both Declan McManus, which was his given name, and The Costello Show on the record, but hardly at all by his stage name, Elvis Costello. Costello was known for nicknames, though. At various times, he's gone by Napoleon Dynamite, The Imposter, Howard Coward, and Little Hands of Concrete. It's time to tell the truth. All right, gamers, the fireworks show is over, so it's time for us to pack things up. Join us next week for Treasure Chest when the Ethergame Brain Trust goes mining for gold. Ethergame is written and produced by the Ethergame Brain Trust. That's Chris Burris and myself. Our executive producer is John Bailey. For WFIU's Ethergame, I'm Mark Chilla. Happy 4th of July. Thanks for playing, and have a great night. Thank you.